So for the students that are listening to us, do you have any tips um, to share with them uh, if they're planning to either get into event planning or if they're pursuing a career in the hospitality field, for example, what would you have to say to our students? So first of all, to my, my students of color, my Latin students, especially my Latin students, we're raised to go and work. And I mean, everyone is, but go get a job. I send you to college to go make a life for yourself. And initially, you know, when I decided to go into hospitality, my mom was like, that's great. You know, that's exactly up your field when I decided to be an event planner. Um, but I remember when I started to, when I transitioned to be a business owner, some people were like, wait, what? You're going to do what? You're not going to get have a, you know, a strict nine to five. Well, I worked in hotels. It was never nine to five, but like a nine to five, with a steady paycheck, your bonuses and your um, benefits package. Right. And I was like, no. But then on the other hand, my mom was like, well, good. Then she was for, she was like a for foreshadowing some of the business trends that are out there now. She was like, good. So then you could have a business that surrounds my grandchildren. <laughs> like she was like, so you could be, so you're like a semi stay at home mom. Like that, that was just like her thinking, like you're a semi stay at home mom because you have your own business. You make your own hours, you know, it's, it's your life, right? You could do what you want and you'll be there for my kids, for my grandkids more. But it's one of those things. It's like, when it comes to hospitality, it is, you, first of all, for those of you that are living in Central Florida, there's no other place to be. I mean, we're like one of the, the Mecca of hospitality, you know, with New York and in parts of California and some other cities. And you have so many opportunities to get involved in the hospitality industry there. But finding the place that you fit. When I was a student, hospitality, the hospitality degree was mostly for uh housekeeping, like with management or front desk management it, um, or culinary. It wasn't really now where it's more robust, where it's like, you can get an event planning degree. I just got, it's so funny. I just got a, um, the, one of those charcuterie boxes from a vendor the other day. And she was a UCF student and graduate from the school hospitality at Rosen. And she, we were talking and she was like, yeah, I'm like you, she came in after me. When I graduated UCF is when the program really took off. And she's like, yeah, I got an event planning degree. And I'm like, that, if that was around when I was a student, I would have an event planning degree. But I will never, the, the hands-on life experience of actually just learning this industry from the ground up, I will never, I mean, no degree could ever teach you that. So if you're thinking about going into hospitality, go get a job. Some of my general managers at hotels started in high school or out of high school in college at working housekeeping, working banquets, working front desks, working operations. They worked their way up and they were my age. They were in like their late thirties, early forties, a little bit older than me when I when they were my GMs and they were general managers of hotels, but they started working at 18 for either Hilton or Marriott or Hyatt. And so if hospitality is where you want to be, and there's so many levels to it, there's production, there's lighting, I mean, there's so much to do, go get yourself an internship, go, go volunteer. If there's a conference on campus or a retreat on campus or something, go volunteer with those things, because that's how you're going to learn. And I know for my hospitality students out there and for anybody who's thinking about doing live events, it's scary right now. It is so scary right now. There are so many students here at our local colleges that are like, 
you know, looking at their teachers and their mentors, like what I just spent three and a half, four years and I'm going to graduate and I have no job and no one's really hiring because right now all the outcoming, you know, graduates, alumni are competing with people who lost their jobs last year who have 10, 15, 20, some of them even 30 years of experience. Um, and some people are like, you know what time, you know, I'm doing my exit left on my stay, <laughs> like they're done and they're retiring. And some people are like, I, I still have a few years of working, but know that just like, you know, after um, September 11th, just after the crash of 07, 08, things will go back up. There was an article that came out in the New York Times last week that the weddings are, come, are going back up. That we're busy this year, but we're gonna be busier next year. And I'm telling my team and my colleagues, 2023 is gonna be crazy. So, you know, if it's what you want to do, just go after it and step outside of the box of just your education. Talk to your professors. If your professors actually work in the industry, talk to them, ask them for coffee, go to their office hours, whatever it is, like, okay, what, you know, who do I need to talk to? Where can I go volunteer? Because events are coming back and a lot of stuff is virtual right now. There's a, you know, for the generation of you guys are more techie than we were. I have so many of my colleagues that were doing virtual events with their clients and now they're doing full productions and full conferences virtually. I, I, um, my mentor had, had somebody where typically she saw between 300 and 400 people at her conference. She switched to a virtual conference and had a thousand attendees virtually. That's not, you know, and I think we're going to still have a hybrid of that. Like, okay, you have the in-person version and you have the virtual experience. Um, and we, we currently doing that with weddings. We have the, in person, there's 20, 30 people. And then virtually there's a hundred people watching. <laughs> you know, people say I do. And they're celebrating in their house and their front yards while they're watching it on Zoom or watching it on, on a love stream or something like that. So just make sure you get as much experience outside of the four walls of your classroom as possible. Because again, it's who you know, um, volunteer time, interning, you will get you will get far with that because um, the more hands-on you get uh, coupled with your education the better off you will be wow well you heard it here first um, <laughs> irene tyndale motivational speaker couples therapist and event planner <laughs> i know just keep adding stuff to the resume <laughs> keep marking it up just keep doing just it, it up doing it. i love awesome it. I love this discussion and I know Amanda and I had a wonderful time. You dropped so many uh, great nuggets of wisdom for us to learn from, even within our own fields that have nothing to do with event planning, but learning how to compromise with people who you may not always agree with. So um, you'll be, you were talking to me about the wedding things because I'm a person who likes things a certain way. So hopefully I won't be having much of that eventually when I get married one day. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my husband just, um, my husband just, kind of toss his hand. He would have loved to have uh, a 50, less than a hundred people. And he actually vocally said that out loud. And my mother-in-law was like, no. And I knew that was a no, because he has a large family. And so we always joke that, you know, he made me pinky promise that I would allow, way before we had kids, he made me pinky promise that I will allow to have our children to have whatever kind of wedding they wanted to. The only requirements is that our daughter, which we have one, wore a dress and that we were present for both their weddings. That's it. Like he's like, other than that, they could do whatever they want. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they have to have a grandiose affair. <laughs> Don't forget I'm an event planner. 
He's like, no, it's what they would like. So yeah, so compromise, yes. And I'm that's what a good relationship is about though too. Yeah. So I tell people, if you're not ready to learn, not ready to compromise with another human being, just stay single. <laughs> you're talking to somebody in here today. Someone listening to Good Morning Valencia, she was talking to you. Well, <laughs> we just got a wrap of this. This was such a wonderful time. I've been laughing. I've been, I almost fell out my seat earlier. You, you, had me, <laughs> you had me dead to rights with me laughing, but I had a wonderful time, Miss Tyndale. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to check out some of your own events. I'm going to look you up, you and your business up right after this, because I'm so interested in what you do. Thank you for spending your time with us, Ms. Tyndale. I had a wonderful and amazing time. Thank you. Thank you so much. And now let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Xavier Humphrey, Internship and Workforce Coordinator, who will be sharing with us information about the internship and workforce services offered at Valencia and the importance of why we should be informed about this resource. Well, good morning, Mr. Humphrey. I hope you're having a great day. I have a question for you regarding the internship and workforce services. Um, what are some of the resources that you all are offering here at Valencia? Okay, so first of all, good morning to you too, Timothy. When I think about the resources that we have, I like to also think about what is it that the students need? And so we know that a lot of the students are here to, of course, get their education and either complete an AS degree here at Valencia or some are completing their AA degree to go ahead and transfer. And our department provides internships for both pathways. And for those internships, you receive an academic elective credit. So this also gives an opportunity for you to start to explore your career. Another resource that we do have is our navigator database. I don't know if you've ever heard of that database, but that's a database where you can upload your resume and start searching for internships in addition to part-time jobs and full-time jobs here at Valencia. Oh, that's really interesting. I'm sure there'd be a lot of people interested in that. Right. Now, when I say here at Valencia, I don't mean here working at Valencia. So as mm -hmm. a Valencia student, you have access to this database so you can start searching outside for various positions. So what would you consider the most ideal time to be looking for an internship? What do you think while we're looking for internships, what, what can we do to prepare to be ready for those? Okay. Internships can start as early as in high school. Okay. So it's not uncommon to hear about students starting their internship experience in high school. But with Valencia, we're going to um, ask you for some requirements before you can start the internship. So we'd like the students to at least complete their math course, English course, 12 credits, have a 2.0 GPA, in addition to completing prerequisite courses in your program of choice. For example, what's your major? Uh, finance. Finance. So if you want to get into finance, we'd say you go to our website and you look up prerequisite courses and you may see a course like introduction to business or um, financial accounting or managerial accounting. So we'll ask you to complete those courses before you can apply to our program. 
Oh, okay. So I'd like to ask you, Mr. Humphrey, have you had any internship experience yourself? I have not personally had a internship experience. I had maybe more of what you want to call like a, a job shadowing experience that lasted mm -hmm. about a week, which is, it, it can be very similar. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had done the internship because the benefit of doing an internship versus the job shadowing is the job shadowing experience was a lot shorter. But with the internship, our internships in particular last for one semester. So the duration of that internship gives you a lot more time to make a decision whether that field is going to be good for you. And you also have more time to build connections. So I wish I actually had done an internship. That's really interesting because I've been looking at internships in the past before COVID, probably more before COVID happened. I wasn't doing much working uh, other than working here at Valencia with student development. But what I found is that uh, internships can actually be very competitive sometimes. Yes, they can. And especially if you're looking to uh, transfer to a school, you know, if you're working on your AA degree, and so what we'll recommend students do is either do some volunteering before that internship or possibly even an unpaid internship, okay? Mm. That might be even a little bit more entry level. And it's not uncommon to, of course, most people do want to get paid for <laughs> their uh, experience. That is true. However, um, there's a lot of benefits to doing an unpaid internship. And one of them is, of course, you're meeting people in your industry and making connections, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you do an outstanding job on that unpaid internship, now it's on your resume. And now you can start being more competitive for the other internships that require a little bit more experience. So what are some things that we can do to make ourselves stand out amongst the pack when we do try to get those internships? I know you said... Uh, we can work for those, uh, get unpaid internships, but what else do you think we can do additionally? I always recommend joining clubs and organizations. Any clubs and organizations that are relevant to your area, volunteering with, the, with your uh, volunteer office or volunteering outside of campus. I would also recommend visiting your career center because now that you've done this volunteering and these unpaid internships and you're being a part of a club and organization, in addition to being part of that club and organization, you also mm -hmm. wanna have, have a role in there, okay? So you wanna have some responsibilities, run for an office position or something like that. So now that you got all this experience, now what you wanna do is take it to the career center. We partner with the career center a lot and they're going to help you put together that resume, that cover letter, interviewing skills. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have another question for you regarding sure. this. I'm really interested right now. So when we get an internship, what, what do you think are some of the hardships that we can look to, but also some of the benefits and something to help us keep our eyes on the prize while we're trying to trying to fulfill our internship. Because like you said, some of these are unpaid and a lot of people may have some bills to pay or they may be missing out on the back end with, with some money when they have some expenses. Right, so it is not common that a lot of students need to work 
while they're in, in college. So taking an unpaid internship, they may look like, well, I don't have the time to do that. Mm-hmm. But what's flexible about our internship program is that it's for credits. So for each credit, okay, you're looking at eight to 10 hours, okay? 80 hours, I should say, okay? So that equals out to about eight to 10 hours per week, mm. I should say. So if you're working an unpaid internship to eight to 10 hours per week, in addition to working a part-time job, then you may be able to fit in your class schedule. So that may be a little bit more demanding. So that that that's, can be one of the challenges with that, okay? But with that challenge and with meeting the challenge of doing an internship eight to 10 hours a week, a part-time job, and maintaining a competitive GPA, now this is more than you can talk about during an interview. This is more than you can talk about on your cover letter. And that's what makes you a lot more competitive. That's really interesting. Um, I'm going to have to look more into that myself because I definitely do want to enter into an internship, but soon I'll be living on my own. And I've had those questions myself because on the one hand, I do want to gain, I want to gain the wisdom and um, skills within a workplace environment that I may not get when I'm working for a job. I may be working for maybe a fast food company, no knock on any of those, but for the specific field that you may want to go into, uh, they well, may not be all the more helpful uh, at learning a certain trade. Um, the flexibility of our internship program is that you can also work a part-time job that's relevant mm-hmm. to your field. So if you find something that's, I believe your field is finance, if you find something in finance, you can get a part-time job in the finance area. You know, you may not be working exactly with the finance people, but it's something relevant to that area. We partner with uh, faculty members to help create program learning outcomes to make sure that you're learning from that part-time job. And that's what turns Mm -hmm. that into an internship that you can receive your academic elective credit. So now if it's a part-time job, you're getting paid already, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a lot of my my answers to that question. Why don't you go out and find a actual part-time job? And I mentioned that our database also has those part-time jobs available. Well, I'll definitely be looking on the website right after this then. That's awesome. Also on our website, you're going to find that we're that's the place where you can register for our March 31st virtual career fair. So right now we have about 40 employers there of various industry, business, health, education, social sciences, okay? And so that's an area where you can start looking, register, and then go to meet employers. And that's gonna be March 31st from 11 to 2 p.m. Could you walk us through the experience of what it's like to go to one of these uh, workforce events? Yes, I would like to walk you through that experience because if you do not prepare to go to a virtual career fair or even a in-person career fair, Uh-oh. it can be kind of intimidating. You know, when you walk into that area and you see a lot of employers and the first thing you're like is, what do I say to them, you know? And one of the things that we like to do is partner with the uh, career center because the career center offers some, what we want to call like information or student training sessions on what you should do 
at a career fair. So I know on Thursday, March 25th, from 1 p.m. to 1.30, we're going to have some uh, training sessions that's going to help you because remember, I said it's going to be actually virtual. Mm. Okay. And if you go to our website, you'll also find a link to the career center where they're going to be helping you prepare to what to say and what to do. Because the last thing we want you to do is meet employers and not be prepared to talk to them. So if you go to our website, valenciacollege.edu slash internships, you'll find that information there. Okay, thank you. No problem. Can you give us three tips for these virtual internship interviews? Can you give us three quick tips of how we should prepare for those? Three quick tips. Let me see. The first one is, I would say, make sure you use our resources. Go to our website to first see who's going to be there, Mm. right? Okay, so you want to go ahead and visit our website to see who's going to be there. Then you can go ahead and research the company. Okay. Once you, once you research the company, then you want to go back and identify what it is that you're looking for in the company. You know, that's one of the questions we had asked before we started it. What, what kind of company are you looking for and what are you interested in? So now you've used the resource to find the companies. You've gone to the company and researched the company. You've made sure you've researched yourself right? So now when you meet the company, this is the discussion you're going to have. You're going to have a discussion about what you're looking for, what they're looking for, and that's how you exchange information. That's good that you um, that you pointed that out to also make sure you know what you're looking for so you're not applying in the wrong place, but also understanding what they're looking for too. Right. And uh, we have training sessions that are very specific to help you navigate with the virtual job fair, because you know, with the technology, this is all new. So you can again, find those links at our website. Okay, so this is what I want. This is what I wanna do really quickly. Okay. I, wanna re- I want you to reiterate where we can find all of this information one more time so we can make sure that no one misses out on any of okay. this great information. So where can all, we find- of course, You wanna start by go liking us on Instagram, Internship and Workforce Services, Okay. Facebook. Okay. Cause that's where we also post a lot of our events and things that are going on. Again, we have a virtual career fair on March 31st from 11 to two. And you can find the link to register for that event at our website. And in addition to our April 15th virtual networking event that we're going to be having. All right, guys, you all heard that. Make sure you check out all the social media platforms and check out the internship website so that you can make sure you are prepared and not going in blind for an interview that will be coming up this March. That's right. Internships, jobs. Who doesn't want that? (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) So Mr. Humphreys, I would, I would just like to thank you for all the great information that you've given us today. I appreciate it. And I just thank you for giving your time to us this morning. No, It's my pleasure. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. And for all the listeners tuning into this episode, episode 10, Amanda and I are wishing you an awesome day and good morning, Valencia.